Good morning, and welcome to The Breadline, a daily newsletter and podcast covering the biggest stories that matter to progressives and leftists alike. Make sure to check out the companion newsletter on Substack, subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get podcasts, and to send this around to your friends and family. Let's get started. The Trump administration has an insidious plan to cut Social Security, and they're going to use arguments surrounding the growing national debt and the trillions spent on COVID-19 bailout funds to justify it. House progressives failed to rally support despite hashtag put people first push, though there are embers of a coalition still burning. We'll see what it ends up amounting to in the coming months. Bombs made in America are being used by the Saudi Arabian government to kill citizens in Yemen, which is really, really awful. Let's brush up on some foreign policy. Our first story for today, the Trump administration really wants to cut Social Security benefits. Social Security, despite being an earned insurance benefit and not a fund that you can just raid whenever the government is low on cash, Republicans really want to do that right about now. The Trump administration officials are reportedly considering a few proposals that would reduce government spending, including cutting or delaying Social Security benefits in light of coronavirus relief spending. One proposal that is reportedly being considered allowing Americans to choose to receive checks of up to $5,000. The payoff? A delay of their Social Security benefits. There's also rumblings of the Eagle Plan. Scary, right? It's a 29-page memo that describes an overhaul of federal retirement programs, according to the Washington Post. That could include giving Americans $10,000 up front. However, it comes to the cost of curbing federal retirement benefits entirely. One White House spokesperson, Hogan Gidley, uh, has said that Trump is opposed to the Eagle Plan. However, the Post reported that the president has yet to even review the proposal. Trump has long signaled that he would be willing to cut Social Security benefits. He's also been pushing cutting payroll taxes during this pandemic, which is what funds Social Security and Medicare. The significance of all this? It could rob people of their retirement plans. Alex Lawson, the executive director of a social security advocacy group called Social Security Works, says the plan would, quote, force people to choose, go hungry today or work until you die, end quote. Bottom line, people need help right now. But we shouldn't have to make a deal with the devil to give up our retirement benefits to make sure we can pay rent on time. The next story we've got for you, House progressives fail to successfully rally for now. House progressives. A few months ago, it seemed there was some hope for a more progressive coalition within our Congress. Let's look at the current state of things. The Congressional Progressive Caucus had created bold key proposals that they wanted to see in any coronavirus relief bill. Outside progressive groups, from the Justice Democrats to Move On and Indivisible, worked on coalition building. The campaign culminated in April 20th, under the hashtag #PutPeopleFirstNamesake, and was pushed by CPC co-chairs Pramila Jayapal and Mark Pocan, as well as all four members of the squad. However, the Heroes Act ended up passing without many of the progressive priorities this coalition had agreed on. So what went wrong? While it may have certainly felt like there was unity going down, the Intercept reports that, according to their sources, there was no real agreed-upon strategy here. Some lawmakers believed it was wrong to vote against desperately needed aid and signal disagreements within the party. 
Others, including many of the outside organizations that helped rally this coalition, wanted to see a more aggressive approach. There may be some light at the end of this tunnel, though. A total of 14 Democrats voted against the rule to even consider the HEROES Act. This includes both of those CPC co-chairs, Pramila Jayapal and Mark Pocan, as well as The Squad, Choi Garcia, Katie Porter, and a handful of moderates in the swing states. Former Republican and current Libertarian Justin Mosh was also a no vote. However, the bill still got to the floor and was eventually passed. Jayapal ended up being the only progressive to vote against it, but she made it clear that her vote did not represent an official CPC position. Bottom line, Republicans were going to vote down the HEROES Act no matter what. Let's take off the kids' gloves and demand a better, more progressive Democratic Party. And our last story for this edition, American-made bombs are being used to kill civilians in Yemen. Saudi Arabia's attacks on Yemen. It's one of the worst humanitarian tragedies taking place on the world stage. This isn't really new news, but considering the New York Times had a write-up on it this past weekend, and that foreign policy is honestly never sexy, it seems as good a time as ever to talk about this. Peter Navarro, one of Trump's economic aides and a total hack who only got his job because Jared Kushner looked up anti-Chinese books on Amazon, has become a liaison between the White House and defense contracting firms like Raytheon. America has been selling arms to Saudi Arabia since the Obama administration, which many officials ended up regretting. Under Trump, though, this whole process has sped up thanks in part to their rewriting of rules surrounding arms exports and the State Department more aggressively promoting arms deals. The defense industry also has a role here. They aggressively lobby to be able to do this because it rakes in the big bucks. They're able to simultaneously shrug off responsibilities since they just follow policy and don't create it, while also influencing policy via lobbying. Horrible, right? This aggressive push for the sale of American-made weapons has contributed to a conflict that has left over 100,000 people dead. While lawmakers in both parties have condemned the sale of arms to be used in the Yemen war, the Trump administration has continued to do everything they can to allow defense contractors to do this, all in the name of creating American jobs. Bottom line, our contributions to this war are totally evil. The Obama administration was wrong for getting us into this, and the Trump administration is wrong for accelerating it. We're at the end of the line. That's what we've got. So remember, we're only able to do this every day because of listeners like you. Drop your friends, family, or anyone else's email who you just happen to have a referral link and help us grow. We'd truly appreciate it.